Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. John chapter 1, the 14th verse. verse of the first chapter of John and it reads it says and the world became flesh excuse me and the word excuse me became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth say that with me full of grace and truth all right John bore witness of him and cried out saying this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16 says, and of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Say grace for grace. Now the law was given. Now the law was given, excuse me, for the law was given through Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father. He has declared him. I wanna to talk to you tonight as we continue our grace series entitled uh, Jesus Full of Grace and Truth. Full of Grace and Truth. And so last week we started a new series entitled um, Grace Defined. And so when we talk about that, the purpose of this series is to gain a proper understanding of the concept of grace. Uh, the concept of grace, ladies and gentlemen, is still something for us as believers hard to uh, uh, fathom and to grasp. And for unbelievers, it is a concept that sounds foolish. I like what Jay Gresham said, as I stated last week, it says the very center and core of the whole Bible is the doctrine of the grace of God. And so it is my desire for us as a church to have a proper understanding uh, on the grace of God, because then there's people who shy away from talking about the grace of God. And then there's others who, uh, uh, who are grace, 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 but it, 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 it uh, is not complete without truth. All right, and so it is my job tonight to make sure you have a proper understanding of, and all of us have a proper understanding of the concept called grace. Amen? All right, and so last week we talked about some of the misconceptions of grace. I had three of them. That number one, that grace is uh, unconditional. That was a misconception. Number two misconception is that grace excuses sin. And then three, the third misconception was that uh, grace is free, all right? While it may be free to us, it came at a cost. And as we continue to go through this series, you'll see that all of the messages will kind of correspond with one another. Because we now that we have an understanding of what grace is not, then now let's point our picture to where grace, to what grace is, right? So let me first help you understand something that grace, ladies and gentlemen, is not a thing. Grace is not a thing. Often in our Christian, uh, in our Christian uh, faith, ladies and gentlemen, we base uh, the Christian faith, ladies and gentlemen, are not based on things; it's based on an object. 
Matter of fact, it's really based upon a person. Our faith is based on a person. Our hope is based in a, on a person. And grace comes by and through a person. Comes through the person of Jesus the Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my, my goal tonight to help you understand that when God, uh, again, out of, again, grace not being free, God literally gave his son. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. So he gave his son because through his son is, is, is where grace would come by. So, ladies and gentlemen, the idea that everyone, ladies and gentlemen, uh, receives grace is, again, a misconception because unless you come by Jesus Christ, grace of God is not applied to you. All right? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, here in our text, we are here in the book of John. John chapter 1 is, is John comes out of the gate. This is not a synoptic gospel. John uh, does not talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. John comes right out the gate. His premise of his book, ladies and gentlemen, was to prove the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is God. All right, that Jesus was not some man that came out of nowhere, that Jesus was not somebody that came after a person, though, that John tells us that he was in the bosom of the Father. That's what he tells us. He, he tells us that he was in the bosom of the Father. Matter of fact, he tells us that Jesus was a part of creation. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word uh, was God, and the Word was with God. All right. And so in the in, in, in ladies and gentlemen, the word Jesus being said, I am the bread of life. Ladies and gentlemen, it was through the word that this was formed. So Jesus being the word was the when the thing that proceeded out of the father, it became. All right. And so his job is to prove the deity. And so what he says, what he says, I'm getting uh, getting straight to it, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of time, not trying to be too long uh, with you guys tonight, is that he says it like this, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In order for God's grace to, in his plan of salvation to be accomplished, it had to come through something and through someone. All right. He, he could not bring it through any old body because we were flawed. And so what God said, I'll come myself through a body and that and his name would be Jesus Christ. So he comes through the man, Jesus, who is God. Are you hearing me? And so it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory to glory as of the only begotten of the father. When we look at the word begotten, that means one, the only one unique. Jesus is the only son of God. There is no one that's out. That is his son, Jesus Christ. He is the son of God. And here what he says, he says, full of grace and truth. And so Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, let me help you understand this. If we're going to really define grace is that you can't talk about grace without talking about truth. That grace is not apart from truth. Grace is not apart from truth, ladies and gentlemen. You need truth to correspond with grace. You can't talk about one and not talk about the other because Jesus was full of it. He was full of grace and truth. That means he was salvation. He was full of salvation, and there was no error in him. Are you hearing me? John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he has been before me. In other words, what John the Baptist was saying, that this was the man that was coming before me whose shoes I could not even feel or stand in. 
That's what John the Baptist was saying. Because they thought John the Baptist was the coming of the Savior. And John was saying, uh-uh, that's not me. I'm just here as a forerunner. But the one that's coming, uh, uh, he, he was actually here before me. He was here before me. And what he says is, and of his fullness, we have received, uh, and, and uh, we have all received, and grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen, that you grace could only come, grace and truth was realized through Jesus Christ. That it, would, that it did not come into being unless Jesus came into being. Oh my God. It did not come into being until Jesus finished the work of his father. And so grace and truth, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the unmerited favor of God that's bestowed to sinners who don't deserve it, it was realized through the person of Jesus Christ. And so the law, ladies and gentlemen, was all it was of, was a foreshadow of, of the things to come. And with Jesus being, oh my God, oh my God, it was a foreshadow of things to come. And through the words of the prophets, when Jesus showed up on the scene, that's when grace and truth became a reality. So let me help you understand this, that grace is not a thing, but grace is a person that, oh my God, and it's through Jesus to Christ. That's how things, everything revolves around Jesus. You don't get that without Jesus. We base it, we base grace, ladies and gentlemen, on the person of Jesus Christ who was full of grace and full of truth. That he was full of grace and that he was full of truth, which, which means that he is the sum total, the totality of that. It is the sum total of all that is in God. In Jesus dwelt all the wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, and all the abundance of God. All of that was in Jesus. All of that was in him. And so when we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, that he was full of grace and truth, that, ladies and gentlemen, is all of the sum total of who God is. That he's full of mercy and he's full of favor. He's full of uh, blessing upon blessing, ladies and gentlemen. That is through Jesus the Christ. And so when I really was thinking about defining grace, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is really looking at who Jesus is to give us a, really a glimpse of what grace is all about. We have to look at Jesus in order for us to really get an idea of what grace is. Because guess what? It does not, you, you, you don't get it without him. Let's go to this, Ephesians chapter 2. I showed you it last week, but you're going to see me depend on it a lot more. Um, and we to come, Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go there. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so here's the thing. If Jesus was full of grace and full of truth, that means there's only one person you can get it from. And the only way you can get it is by faith. Because here's the thing. Grace is a gift. Oh, my God, it was a gift which was purchased by blood on a cross. 
It was purchased by blood on a cross, ladies and gentlemen. You don't get a gift without, oh my God, you're not getting a free gift called grace without something, some cost going into it, ladies and gentlemen. And so guess what? Since grace, so since Jesus purchased it on, purchased it on the cross, now it's available for all of us, ladies and gentlemen. It has become something that is realized, something that is tangible, something that we can walk in and something that we can live in and not only not no, we don't have to no longer strive after it because he had already purchased it, purchased it and so if he's full of it why are you still why, oh my god why are you still operating like you have to earn something that has already been purchased so grace is not something you can purchase it's something that you can only receive by faith through the man Jesus Christ there is no other way that you're going to find peace with God outside of Jesus. Because that is the grace of God that we do find peace with God. Because you were, you and I were enemies of God. You and I were an enemy of God. But in this fullness, oh my God, let me tell you something. You don't get a, a little bit of God's grace. You get all of it. It's not something that somebody, you get a measure of that. You get a measure of this. No, the grace of God has been fully given out, fully poured out, ladies and gentlemen, on all that would believe. And so again, here's the real reality, all right? So grace and truth. Here's the, here's the part. Here's the truth that you need to understand. Here's the truth. You and I are, 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 are enemies of God. You and I were enemies of God. Here's the truth. You and I were not good enough to live up to the law. You and I could not strive, could not, no matter what we could do, no matter what you think you could do, you will never live up to the standard of the law. But here's the grace part. The so that's the truth. And the grace part is this. The way has been made available through Jesus Christ. It's been available through Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to do is get this works mentality out of your mind. Thinking that there's something you're going to work to do or work to prove uh, uh, you're, uh, you're, to prove that you are, 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 are uh, uh, that prove that you are worthy of grace. There's nothing you have to prove to prove that you're worthy of grace. There's nothing you can prove. Jesus has done it already for us. That's what I'm telling you tonight. It is through Jesus, the man Jesus, where we have to understand that if we're looking at grace and defining grace, we're looking through the person and the lens of who Jesus the Christ is. Because it is through him that it comes through. Jesus made it clear. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Then he says, I am the door. Again, if you are looking for grace, you got to come through the door, which is Jesus the Christ. Because it is through him that all things have been available to us. It is through him that all things uh, have came available to us for. Let's go to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. This is making sense to you tonight. 
Titus chapter 2. Let's go. Titus chapter 2. Let me go there for us really quickly. Verse 11. We have verse 11 real shortly. All right. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. For the grace of God that brings salvation. How's that come? Through who? Jesus, again, full of all grace and truth. Jesus didn't teach about grace because it had not, that had not been yet made available. It only became available once he finished the work. Once he atoned, ladies and gentlemen, for the sins of the world. And some people literally take that text to be literally that for salvation came to all men. And what it means is that it's available to all men. But the only way, as you saw in Ephesians, as you see through John 3.16, as you seen through other verses, is you have to believe. So while something can be available to everyone, does not mean everyone will take it. So it's not saying you cannot take a doctrine and say that everyone all is saved and all everyone in the end will end up in heaven because the truth is not, that's not the truth. The real reality is, is that even while every, something may be available to you does not mean that you're going to accept it. Because to some, ladies and gentlemen, Paul told us in Corinthians, to some, our message is foolish. This concept of grace is foolish. It doesn't make sense. Why would we need grace? Even when scripture tells us that man has fallen, it's in a fallen state, that you and I, the heart is wicked and no man would know it. That's the truth. That you and I are wicked, but the grace part is, is that God has made transformation available through his son, Jesus. It's through Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. It is through Jesus. It is through him. And here's what he says. Here's what he says, is that such is the grace, undeserved favor of God. God's grace comes by Jesus, and we would not know the grace of God unless Jesus Christ had come to reveal it to us. We would not know, we would know what the grace of God is unless Jesus came. The glorious fact that we do experience the fullness of God and his grace is the proof of the incarnation of God. Jesus being God, being incarnate, Jesus being the visible manifestation of the invisible God. God incarnated himself in a body, in flesh. So that he can, ladies and gentlemen, could take on that weight that we could not take. And here's what it says, ladies and gentlemen, and again, that the law points out man's failures and condemns him for breaking the law. If a man is to be acceptable to God, it is because he comes and keeps on coming to God. 
begging God to forgive him and because God loves him so much that he forgives the man. But here's the thing that I want to show you one more time in John and what John shows us. He says, he says, it, he says it right here in, um, uh, let's see here, verse, uh, uh, verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. Grace for grace. When we look at, ladies and gentlemen, the grace of God, ladies and gentlemen, and we think of it as favor, a kindness, all of that stuff. And so when we think about the favor and when it says grace for grace, that means that he gives grace upon grace. That means he is super, oh my God, that he is super abundant in grace. So not only does, not only is he full of grace and truth, but we receive grace for grace. Oh my God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is all given through who? Jesus Christ. So here, here it is again. When we look at grace, is grace enough to meet all our needs no matter the circumstances? It is one blessing leading to another blessing. New wonders dawning unto one's consciousness every day. Fresh experiences constantly springing into one's life. Grace upon grace. Put it in a shout out. Say, I got grace upon grace. I, I go from, I go, from, I, I see blessings upon blessings. I see the favor of God upon the favor of God. Every day I experience the grace of God. And that's what he gives us through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what he gives us through his son, Jesus Christ. And here it is, it does not come by the law, but Jesus Christ, it does not come by being as good as you can be. It does not come by working to please God as much. No, it does not come by the rules and the commandments of the law. It comes by Jesus. It doesn't come by all of those things that you're looking for. It comes through Jesus to Christ. Why, why not choose Jesus when he, is, when he is full of everything you need? The grace of God, ladies and gentlemen. See, here's the other thing. There, the grace of God, when we look at the gift of grace, that is the gift that leads to all other gifts that comes along with it. Ladies and gentlemen, see, let me tell you something. When you receive Jesus, that comes with a full package deal. Oh, my God. That comes with a full package deal, ladies and gentlemen. So I have grace. Oh, my God. As the, the gift of grace has been applied to my life, but there's other gifts that stem from the gift of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is where the other gifts flow out of, ladies and gentlemen. It is the gift of grace, ladies and gentlemen. And that gift could only be realized through Jesus the Christ. That gift would only, oh my God, you couldn't be able to experience the fullness of it unless Jesus did not come onto the world. If you're looking at the if you're looking at grace, ladies and gentlemen, you have to put Jesus there, and through him is where we receive it. 
Say it's not a little bit. I got the fullness of Jesus. Oh my God, it's through that gift of grace that we have the gift of his spirit. It is through the gift of grace, ladies and gentlemen, that not only do we have the gift of his spirit, not only do we have, we have the gift of justification, we have the gift of sanctification. It's through the gift of grace, ladies and gentlemen, that not only that, but we've been given gifts of, oh my God, from the spirit of God that is indwelled in you, that you can do various things through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because it starts with understanding that Jesus, oh my God, is full of grace and truth and is coming through Jesus. Would you receive it? Hallelujah. It is the grace of God. And that's what John was saying, that he had to become fully incarnated for you to see this thing, man. Because here the reality is the law was not God's plan. It was not God's long, long-term long plan. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the law, ladies and gentlemen, while, and listen, there were things about the law that was good. The only part that wasn't good is that we couldn't live up to it. The thing about the law was what made it flawed was, was us. But the law itself was not flawed. <laughs> we were the flawed ones that couldn't live up to that. Trust me, I don't want to live up to that. Because I would never live up to it. But here's the purpose. God's long-term plan, what God had planned. He had a plan since the very day man fell. He already said that the seed of a woman would crush the serpent's head. He already had a plan from day one. He already had a plan. He said he was the son who is in the bosom of the father. He has declared him. So the son, Jesus Christ, has really came to, to be God, the father's representative and speak of the, who the father is. To speak of the loving kindness of the father, that he's a gift giver and he's given me as an, oh my God, as an offering of grace to the world. And that if they accept that, they'll receive it. There is nothing complicated. I'm coming to a close. I hope you're getting something out of this. There is nothing complicated, ladies and gentlemen, about grace. There is nothing complicated about how, G how God has made it available to us through his son, Jesus. All he's requiring of us is if we believe and give our lives to him. And when you give your life to him, you receive grace for grace. Grace upon grace, blessings upon blessings, ladies and gentlemen, the favor upon favor. That's what comes when you look at the grace, like when you look at not just God's saving grace, but there's so much favor, there's so much newness of life that comes with the grace of God that if you can just take a hold of it through his son, Jesus, I'm telling you, you'd be better off. Hallelujah, it is, it is God, it is God, it is God that sent his son Jesus. God has sent his son Jesus, ladies and, to, to, ladies and gentlemen, to us. And with him sending him to us, he's given us everything we need according to life and godliness. And that's given through his son, Jesus the Christ. What am I telling you tonight about grace defined? When you think of the grace of God, you can't get grace without talking about Jesus. You can't come into grace without Jesus being in the picture. 
for those people who believe that you can just, you can go over Jesus, you can kind of cut short, cut the corners, that you can't go through Jesus, that there's so many doors that you can go over, there's so many things that you can do to get, no, 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 no. Jesus made it very clear, John is making it very clear, that the only way that grace was realized and truth was realized is in the, oh my God, is in Jesus coming. And John, the book of John is where you'll find the I am statements that Jesus makes, which therefore points back that he is God. Why? Because John made it clear that Jesus is God and grace and truth was realized through him. So you can't go through Socrates, you can't go through Buddha, you can't go through Muhammad, you can't go through your little spiritual beads, you can't go through any of that stuff. You can't think yourself positive and receive the grace of God. The only way that you can get grace is not through new age philosophy, it is through one philosophy that you must be born again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that you must be born again, that you must be regenerated, regenerated through who? Jesus the Christ. And that's how you receive grace. That's how you receive salvation. Salvation has became available through only one man, that's Jesus the Christ. Only through Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus never, if Jesus never came, hallelujah, we would not know what grace is. We wouldn't know what grace looks like. We wouldn't know what grace would feel like, ladies and gentlemen, for God to give only give his best to us, ladies and gentlemen, who did not deserve it, who did not earn it, who that if you ask me, I would not have given up my child to save man. But I'm so glad that I'm not God, because God shows us that despite it all. Despite what man's flaw is, I'ma give man a chance and I'm gonna come down myself. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus got on that cross. And while they was mocking him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, you wouldn't know what grace is until you see a man hanging on a tree saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because at that moment, Jesus was saying they don't know that I'm mixed up about the grace of God is being poured out to them in this moment because if they knew that grace and truth had been realized they wouldn't have crucified him but they crucified him because it was God's plan that's how he would pour out his oh my God pour out the fullness of his grace to us hallelujah Grace and truth was realized when he was marching up that hill of Golgotha and he was carrying that cross because that was at that moment, at that time where Jesus went into the heavenlies and he atoned and he poured out his blood, ladies and gentlemen, and say, here you go. And when he said, Testalasai, when he said it was finished, that means his grace has become available to you. That means his mercy and his love has been poured out to us because he said it was finished on that finished work grace and truth was realized hallelujah he poured out his blood on the mercy seat and he poured it there as an offering saying listen there was nothing else pure oh my god 
but it was me that walked with no air and fulfill what they could not do. talk about grace you can't talk about grace without first getting to the real root of what it is and who's it about and what it comes through it's Jesus the Christ Jesus the anointed one through him grace and truth was realized it was at that moment grace and truth the fullness of all of what the prophets had prophesied, saying that there was a man to come. There was a prophet, oh my God, they, oh my God, there was a prophet, Isaiah. Isaiah was fortunate enough to see the very, to, to, to prophesy various events that, oh my God, of Jesus, and to say that what he would come as, and to say that he would be born, oh my God, in Bethlehem. There was the prophet Isaiah who saw him, ladies and gentlemen, and oh my God, and then when you speed it up, ladies and gentlemen, Gentlemen, when the Pharisees talked to him, he told my God and tried to say, Who you think you are? Jesus said, Moses will rejoice in them to see my day. Real why? Because it was at that moment that grace and truth was realized through Jesus the Christ. The oh my God, God's son, oh my God, God himself on the earth. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There's a second oh my coming. Oh my God, there's a second coming that is coming. As well where you see that everything was that was preached about him that he was gonna call you're gonna see that realized too You're going to see that realized too. I'm finished. Stand to your feet. Jesus, full of grace and truth. There was no error in him. There was no error in Jesus. There was no lying in Jesus. Hallelujah. There was no lying in him. There was no error in him. And he was full of grace. And anyone who wants to come into his grace, he says, come unto me, all ye that heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's found through Jesus the Christ. And not only when I get saving grace but I get grace upon grace favor upon favor blessing upon blessing hallelujah come on tell that to somebody say I get grace upon grace blessing upon blessing favor upon favor that's oh my God through Jesus the Christ hallelujah thanks for listening to the get transformed podcast we hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.